Hallelujah. God bless you. Hey, Joe. Yo, now that was pretty cool. Now, could we have one for the Lord? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, you may be seated. Um, my topic today is going to be about faith. And um, I think my topic is always faith. It's, it's, it's bigger than what we think. And if anybody that operates in faith would be my sister. Because if you want to do mission work, you're operating nothing but faith. Because you totally depend on God touching other people's heart to do the mission. And it's not easy. And I can tell you one thing. If anybody wants to go to any of these trips, I guarantee you'll never come back the same. You'll never come back the same. You'll never stop. You, you, or should I say you will stop complaining that you don't have because your eyes will be open of how much you do have compared to what the rest of the world doesn't have. Where was it where we went? Paraguay? Paraguay? That's why I went with you guys. Right? My, uh, when I came back, my daughter asked me, uh, Dad, how was it? And I says, I says, girl, you'll be considered to be filthy rich. The fact that you got a roof, the fact you got your own bed, the fact you got your own room, the fact you got clothes in the closet, the fact you got a TV in your room, the fact that if you get hungry, you go, up, go to the kitchen and open the refrigerator and go, mm, what do I want? You are beyond blessed of your imagination. Unbelievable. So let's just stand up for a minute and just give God praise and honor for a minute. Father, we want to give you glory and honor today. You are a faithful God and you never leave us or forsake us. We just want to say thank you. Please have your way with us today. Have your way with me. Let Jose be moved out of the way and have your way today. I just want to give you the glory and honor, Father, for the word that you're going to speak, for the word that you're going to present. I pray and I know that it's going to land on good soil, Father, because there's nothing but good soil here. So I'm not asking for 30 or 60. I'm asking for the 100% increase in each and every one of their lives because there is nothing impossible for you, my God. I give you the glory and honor and the praise. Amen. My wife always tells me, Ross, honey, dear, baby, I love them all. She goes, what are you talking about today? I go, I don't know. She goes, you're talking about faith again. I said, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a five-letter word that is more powerful than we think of. In Hebrew 11, it says, uh, 11, 1, now faith is the substance of things we hope for, and the evidence of things not yet seen. Calvary Christian Fellowship members have heard about faith about a thousand. I think got faith uh, preaching coming out of their ears. But there's one thing about faith that most people don't understand. It is the missing ingredient or the key that releases your blessings. You need to know the word. Because without the word, you're never going to grow. You need to have a relationship with your father. And, and, and because you're, if you don't have a relationship, you're not, you will not receive the blessings from that relationship. But if you do not have faith, is your relationship based on reality or a story? If you don't have the word, that, because the Bible says that the word of God is what releases your faith or causes you to receive faith. Because faith comes from hearing hearing the word. We all know that. And I'm sorry, children's ministry, you all dismiss. Go to your, have your own little church. Sorry about that. So we need faith to, to in Hebrews 11.6 it says, it is impossible to please God without it. So it gives us the description of what faith is. And it gives us, and it tells us the importance of faith. So, like, and, 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 and so it's clearly that is, it is an ingredient that, that is not operated in it. Because the Bible also says that faith without works is dead. So it is not a, it's just not a hope. I, I hope I receive this and not a, a strive to receive it or, or receive it or, 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 or I'm sorry. My, my mouth is getting too slow for my mind. To receive it or achieve what the word of God says to us. Because the Bible says that I am healed by his stripes. So in faith, we shouldn't be getting sick. 
right? But we do get sick, so that means we don't have faith. No, it says, I believe that God allows certain things to happen to us, if I could say he allows, because we put ourselves in positions to receive things, and then we say, Lord, why you allowed us? And he says, I wasn't there when you did that, but I'll be here to receive, to get you out of it. That is, when we get into situations and journeys, God allows us to use our experience to bless others. And I'll give you samples. My sister spoke on two weeks ago about it's time to rise. That is the call across the body of Christ. It is time for the true believers of Christ to take a stand once and for all. My sister back here, Carmen, spoke upon being violently pushed, but God. We all been pushed. I think she took it to the max of the short time frame of, of the death of what she was pushed. But if I know, if I call all you up here, you've all been pushed. You've all been uh, shaken. You've all been tried to put a stop sign. The, Lord, the enemy tried to put a stop sign in front of you from keeping you from being who God called you to be. Or receiving the promise of his word. Am I wrong? There's not one person in this house that has not been violently attacked. Physically, spiritually, emotionally. If you're married, you've been attacked. If you're at work, you've been attacked. If you have children, you have been attacked. So there's not a, if you're in the house of the Lord, you've been attacked. So there's no place in the world that you could go and hide that you won't be attacked. Because as long as you're taking a step in faith and trusting God, the enemy is always going to attack. Because he doesn't want you to receive or achieve who God called you to be. And faith is the key that unlocks the promises that I'm having from the word of God. And one of the ones, some of the promises. John 10.10 10 says, I come to give you life and life in abundance. Then why are we walking in poverty? Because I have, God's word is yea and amen. There is no lack or no po- lack of power or authority on his word, but there is lack on the receiver and in, in the understanding of what his word is saying. The Bible says that when I gave my heart to the Lord, that I was transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Instantly, I was set free. Instantly, whatever was hindering me is no longer hindering me in this, in this realm because I am a child of the almighty king. But your mind must be renewed to, to receive what the Lord has done for us already. That's why it's so important for you to get into the Word. If you're not going to Sunday school, I'm telling you, you need to create your relationship. I always compare it to marriage. I cannot be a man who says he was married but doesn't have a relationship with his wife. I'm not going to be married for long. You cannot call yourself a child of God and not have a relationship with the Almighty I am because you'll be deceiving yourself, branding yourself to be something, but not living the fruits of the victory of, of being a child of God. So faith is, 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 is the, is the, uh, is the, uh, is the um, baking powder and the baking soda in the mixture of the cake is what causes it to rise and sustain Without the baking powder and the soda, the cake would look pretty in the oven, but once it comes out, it falls down because it's not being structured. There's nothing sustaining it. So in other words, it's not standing on its own strength or ability. It's standing on the promise of the word of God. That's why the Bible says that we walk not by sight. We wrestle not with the understanding of what, who we think we are, but we stand in faith of what the word God says we say. And I'm speaking to the choir because I know you, a lot of you have heard this and probably even preach it better than I can and, and because you probably speak better than me and everything, but that's okay. But I want to tell you something. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing. So that's what my wife says, you're not speaking about faith again. Yeah, because it, it, it needs to grow. It, it, it's, it's not, okay, I heard that, that was good, next subject. No, we need to go back and visit it because we need to go back to old school. Come, I need to say something to you. You remind me of old school, and I love you for it. Because I also was brought up in old petting course. You know, there's a lot of things that we do now that wasn't allowed then. You know, and, and I love that about you, don't ever change. Because I love that. Because it reminds me I need to go back to certain principles that brought me where I'm at today. I need to do that. We get too comfortable in, in, in freedom and that we forget there was a price, price paid for that freedom. 
It didn't cost me nothing, but it cost his son. You know, so it's not something we should take lightly. So thank you, Carmen, for, for that. You know, you, you, you sparked me up with that. So faith is, 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 is the, faith has an attitude. Yeah. The attitude is called confidence. Because faith is based on the word of God. And once you stand on the promise of the word of God, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. I, I like saying not seen yet. Sorry, Lord, I know we're not supposed to change your word, but for I can receive and understand it, but not seen yet. That means I'm, I'm expecting to receive it. I'm expecting to see it. Why? Because what the word of God says. Because the, what the word of God says. Not because of the facts of what's in front of me, but because of the truth that I'm standing on. Explain that to me. The facts may say I'm broke. Babe, do I got money to go out this weekend? Uh, we're a little low this week. What's in the bank account? It's real low today. That's the facts. But the truth says that the Bible says, he who is poor say he's rich. He who is sick say he's healed. So facts, it's something about facts. They could take you to court on facts. They could trial you on facts and send you and sentence you for years on facts. But the truth will always set you free. So the, though the facts, the evidence saying that I'm sick, but the truth says he had brought healing for that sickness. So all depends. Here's, here's the kicker of faith. All depends which one you're going to meditate on, which one you're going to receive. They're both presents. The fact is in front of you. You're going to the doctor because there's the pain. You're going to, the, you're going to a, a, a loan officer because you're trying to get more finances because there's bills that need to be paid. That is the facts. But the truth is in John 10, 10, I came to give you life and life in abundance. Where's my abundance? What am I standing on or not standing on or think that I'm standing on? I'm standing on his promises, but am I standing on his promises with the authority and confidence? And Hebrews 10, 35 says, do not cast to the side the confidence that releases a reward. So faith releases confidence that causes the door to open for you to receive the reward that the promise of the God is. What promises are you standing on today? What are you standing on? Um, are you standing on the loved one that you're hoping to send? Your son, your daughter, your husband, your wife, you know, that job, you know, the uncle, your brother, that you're hoping to receive the word of God and receive the joy that we proclaim that we have. Christians are saved, signed, sealed, and delivered, and there's a joy to win them, then why are we walking around with such sour pussies? Can I say that? Thank you. But you don't understand, though. You don't understand why I go through. You know what's a, a, a tester that tests electricity, and it tells you the voltage and stuff, and, and if, if, if you want to see actually if there's any electricity into the, in this outlet, so you stick the tester in, if it lights up, there's electricity, if it doesn't, it, it, there's no electricity, and then it has sections, it will tell you the voltage that's in there. Let me show you my voltage, my arm. I was working the other day doing some electrical work, and I leaned on the two wires. There's power here. Yeah. <laughs> It burned my skin. I got a circle where there's no hair where there was hair. And a nice, so, so the company told me to buy a tester. <laughs> you know? so, but so is faith. It's your tester. Oh, man. Faith is your tester. Faith is what lets you know your promises are here. Because faith is based on the word of God. See, the word of God is powerful. It is awesome. There is no lack in it. None at all. There is no darkness in the word of God. Then there's nothing but light. So if you release the faith that you're standing on the word, then whatever the word is promising is yours. We all know the story about the woman with the issue of blood, right? If only I could touch the hem of the Lord, I'll be healed. Let me tell you something. It was not the hem. The healed her. Because the Lord said, who touched me? And when he turned around and she confessed it was me, he says, daughter, your faith has healed you. Not because you touched my garment, but because you believed 
See, that's why. Oh, man. Because you believe that if you reach and touch the Lord, you will be healed. You will be saved. So your faith has healed you. How important is faith? I can stand here and quote to you word after word after word. But if I do not believe it, <laughs> I'm not going to achieve it. Neither are you. Because the word of God, though, is all powerful and everything. It is not hocus pocus. You must have a relationship with the word. That's the only way you're going to get to know the word. If you don't know the word, then you are a misfit within the body. You ever seen some of these guys that work out and they're all puffed up here? And two, two, two flicks? It's not even. It's not balanced. There's something wrong. Faith brings that balance. Faith is what really... <laughs> <laughs> Faith activates the, the authority of the word, the promise that you're standing on. And every one of you have a promise. Every one of you are trusting God for something in your life. Some is finances, some of you are help, some of you is a loved one. And I could go down the list, but they, oh, every one of you are trusting God for something. And some of you are wondering why I'm not receiving it. Is there something wrong with the God? No. Is there something wrong with his word? No. Maybe I don't have enough faith. No, because the Bible says if I have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can tell that mountain to move and it shall move. So it's not the, the amount of faith that you need. It's the less of unbelief is what you need. Because double-minded double mind, God cannot use. So you can't say, I trust God and I believe, but. That but will kill you every time. That but does not allow you to release the authority of the word of God over your life. That's why we need to renew our mind. It all begins in our mind. Because the attitude of our mind will cause us to Receive whatever we want to. Let me put it this way. The lack of faith in you is like taking your little child to Toys R Us and let him run to a whole store what he could grab and say, can't touch it. I don't got money. How does your kid act in the store? When you show him what he can have, but at the same time, you're telling him he can't have it. Anybody awake here? Uh, okay. That's how it is with you and the Lord. You get into the Lord, and the Lord's saying, Ask, and it shall be given. Knock, and it shall be opened. Seek, and you shall find. If you're sick, I will release healing to my blood, to the stripes, directly and heal. If your Lord says, Receive my son, and you are saved. I took you to the store of all your blessings and all you had to do is take what you need. But you're still trying to qualify yourself to receive what God says freely I have given you. You're that little kid in the Toys R Us and with the parent behind you says we can't afford it. So what you're saying to yourself, I can't do that. I must work harder. I must pray harder. Praying and fasting, all that is awesome, but it's just going to bring you into a deeper relationship with God, but it will not guarantee your blessings. What are you saying? You need to believe that what he gave you is yours. And activate faith. Put the key in and turn it. Watch the door open. Watch the blessings come out. There's more blessings. For, there's so much blessings that one cannot take all themselves. There's enough for all of us. I don't have to worry about Dodie taking all the blessings because there's more blessings that she can stand or would, would take for her that I don't, ain't going to touch mine. Ain't going to touch yours. My God is a God of unlimited sources. He will never run out. All he had to do was speak into it and there's more. <laughs> if it's running out, he speaks into it and if it's more. Then if it runs out, he speaks into it and it's more. He is an always giving, always blessing father. 
I wish I had a natural father that way. Maybe he would have kept me from a lot of situations I was in. It was in because he wasn't there to, to motivate me, to show me certain things that a child needs to know from his parents to be protected and make not mistakes that we made. And every one of us made stupid mistakes throughout our life. That's why we needed God to come in and save us because we couldn't do it without him. So, but he came, to, he came more than just to save you. He came back to bring you to your original state. What was your original state? Fearfully, awesomely made in the image of the I am. One who lacks nothing. He has given you authority to command and it must be fulfilled. He went to the fig tree and says, there's no figs. You are cursed. And the fig tree died. Did, it, did that stop with Jesus Christ or did it not continue with you? Mm. Do you, have, do you not have the same authority that Jesus Christ has? What are you talking about? What am I talking about? When he created you, he created it out of his essence. And, and, and then when he created man out of the dust, he breathed that essence into that body. And then he blessed them. And he gave them authority over everything on the earth. Yes or no? Genesis. Read it. So you must read who you are. And the only way you can get the understanding of who you are is if you spend time in the world saying who you are. See, you, uh, you, uh, this season of technologies, and, you know, which I'm trying to catch up. I'm, I, I just started to master the cell phones. So I'm catching up. Take it easy. You know, I give this to my granddaughter, and she uh, reprograms it. You know, she's only five. And I'm like, what did she do? You know? so, but there's a manuscript for everything in life. Everything. Your computers, your cars, all these games they got out here, all these technology and comes with a manuscript. You know, and where do you think they got that idea of manuscript for the product? <laughs> From God. Because when he created you, he created a manuscript. And the manuscript is called the Bible. And the Bible is, describes how you should be operating. The Bible not only tells you how you should be operating, but also tells you the blessings that you have. I know. I was there. You would read it, and you would say, wow, that's awesome. I don't think I'll be able to do that. That's, I'm not qualified for that. Yeah. If you only knew what I really did, like he doesn't. See, we, we've been hearing the lies of the enemy so long that actually the lie becomes the truth to us. And the truth is, he healed us, he loved us, he saved us, he filled us, he sent us. And all we had to do is believe who we are in Christ and release, it, release the faith, the power, the authority. You know, I love Nate because he, he, I also learned the same way he does. I need to see visuals. I can't read a book and just say, okay, I got this. I have to see visuals. I'll see you do it once. For example, I used to train bakers. My next door neighbor was the head baker. So he had to make some cakes one day, and he came to my house because I had the mixers and stuff. He said, Joe, could I, Jose, could I use your, your mixer and stuff? I said, yeah, come over. So we stood there goofing around, laughing, you know, so we had a couple of beers. I wasn't serving the Lord at the time. <laughs> Forty years ago. <laughs> and we're goofing around laughing, and I saw him. He did, you know, everything from scratch, not a box, pour it, eggs, water, mix. No. He made everything from scratch, and I, I saw him one time do it, and he was goofing around, and he made some cakes, and he left. I went out, bought some ingredients, knocked on his door, and says, he looked at me, he goes, is that you right now? I said, no, I saw you do it. I learned visually. I could see you do it, and it's mine. It is mine. So much that I became one of the bakers at, at the, where he worked. So much that three years later, I became the head baker. You know, so... Because I just, that's how I learn. I, I touch it. I get burned. I get cut. But that burn, that cut, I just learned something from me. We don't do it that way no more. <laughs> we don't touch that that more. Power on, don't touch. Power off, we're okay. You know, you know we, I learn by physical touch and visuals. You know, so, okay. But also with the Lord, it's the same thing. And that's what faith is. Learning by physically making steps. Because the Bible says faith without work is death. So that means if you don't get up and take a step in faith that I'm healed, you're never going to get healed. 
I need to go to Elder Ross. I need to go minister so-and-so. Let me go to the mansion and so-and-so that's down the block. Then when he, because when he prays, the world shakes. I'm going to go to him for he can heal me. But if you don't got faith, he can, he can pray all he wants. You ain't going to get healed. Because the Bible says, daughter, your faith has healed you. So, <laughs> I don't know what situation you're in. I don't really care what trial you're in. I don't want to waste time saying, oh, I hear you. I, Mentito, gracias. You know, I, 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 I don't want to do that. I want to spend all my time with, but God already healed you for that. But God already delivered you for that. That's where I want to spend my time. Listen, there's a lot of things about me you don't know. I was hit by a bus when I was a little kid. They didn't know about what I was going to... Uh, my, the outcome of this kid. You know, I couldn't read and write for years. This bus hit me so hard, I, you know, that, it, to, that I, would pick up, I would pick up books and stuff because I wanted to learn to read so badly that it, I was studying. I would look at it, look at it, and literally the page would turn white. All the letters disappear. So I believed that God gave me the desire to learn but failed to give me the ability to learn. It's a lie from hell. But I believed it. Since I believed it, it hindered me. It didn't change till I started getting into the Word of God. Check this out. How do you get into the Word of God if you can't read it? <laughs> but how can you get faith about the Word of God if you can't read or hear the Word? So I would have to trust other people while they're reading and listen. Lord, what she said on your word, I believe. So I took a season of praying over my mind. Now, I don't know the parts of minds. You know, okay, this part. Lord, I pray for, uh, uh, for comprehension, for reading, for speaking, for pronouncing, for understanding. For a month, I just kept praying. I kept praying. I kept praying. Because, because, because the Bible says, check this out, I've given you the mind of Christ. Now when? He didn't give me the mind of Adam. Adam was a genius. He named every animal from the spot. Lion, tigers, and bears. No, 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 that's a monkey. That's the bear. You know, you know it, it, as, the, as the Lord walked with him in the crew today, he just spit out names and stuff. And I'm going, wow, a genius. He says, he didn't give me that mind. He said, I gave you the mind of Christ. I said, wait a wait a Well, if I have the mind of Christ then I can't read. See, the word gave me a hope. Faith is the substance things hope for. The word gave me a hope, but I still needed to see myself do it. So I will try and I will try. Honey, that woman, she didn't give me no breaks. Push, boy. Push. You know, come on, baby. It's okay. So I started praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. Something happened. Letters began to form. And, and uh, I wanted to write a word. And one letter at a time. One letter at a time. One letter at a time. And I wrote it down. And I ran to my baby. Baby, how you spell this? I ain't going to help you. Baby, come on, baby. Come on. Here. Just stick with me, baby. Just this one time. Just one time. And she's spelling it, and I'm looking at the paper, and I'm going. <laughs> I got the spelling. I went to school. I got my degrees. I got my GED. Still, I didn't believe. Still, because you understand, years of going with, with believing a lie, that little sign ain't going to knock 20 years out. It's, it's a process. You know, we could build a wall quicker, but to chip it down, it takes time. It takes faith. So I kept going to school. And midway in school, I would quit. Because my mind was already programmed that I wasn't able to do it. So in the class, my mind would tell me, boy, what are you doing here? You know you can't do this. Just stupid. And I would quit. And I will go back to another course. And I will quit. 
And I will go back to another course, and then I will quit. Till I started taking a step, your words are true or they're a lie. If you say you gave me the mind of Christ, then I do not have a lack. Then if I don't have a lack, then I got to stand and fight. I got my GED. I went for, uh, for uh, standpipe, sprinkler system, boiler systems. I got my compressors uh, certifications. I said, you know, then a job opportunity came, which if I didn't have none of these certifications, I couldn't have got. I said, not bad for a guy who can't read. I says, you're a liar. You're a liar. And I believed it. See, that's why it says, the Bible says, your faith has healed you. My faith was not built on my ability. You, this is a bunch of smarty guys here. Some of you are pretty smart. Some of you are pretty talented. But your talent and your intellect is not going to activate your faith. Your faith is only going to be activated when you stand on the trust of the Lord. Your intellect with your faith will take you higher than one who does not have education, but it will not make you more powerful or less powerful than the one that doesn't have it. So it's not your intellect that causes you to be great. It's your belief. If you believe who you are, if you dare to believe what the word of God says you are, literally there's nothing that you cannot accomplish. Nothing. Now, as you begin, remember, I believed that I was not able to read. I believed that God gave me the desire to learn, but failed to give me the ability to learn. But as I pushed on, I proved that that was a lie. So I'm, I'm achieving. I keep achieving. I still haven't totally mastered speaking better, but uh, I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> but it changes the way you think of yourself. In the book of Numbers, the Israelites, you all know the story, Moses took them out of uh, captivity from Egypt. And they were going on a promise from God, just like every one of you is standing on a promise of God, to, a, to the promised land. So when they get to the borderlines of the promised land, what did they do? They sent 12 spies inside the promised land. And the 12 spies came back with two different reports. Ten said, the land is full of milk and honey, as the Lord has said. It's great and it's awesome, but the giants. How many times God called you to do something, and you say, I can see the ability, I can see what happened, but I'm not that good, but I can't speak that well, but uh, it's not for me, it's for God. Out of the ten, out of the twelve, two stood and says, we agree with them to one point. The land is full of milk and honey. The land that the Lord wants to give us is awesome. And yes, the giants are big, but we are well. We could kick them. We could kick them. Why? Because the Lord is giving it to us. Oh, oh I'm sorry. You know, the people say that God will never give you more than you can handle. That's a lie. That's a lie. God told a blind man to, to see. He told a lame man, get up and walk. He said, Lord, uh, I think you missed it. I can't see, so how long am I going to see? He says, because I told you to see. Your faith will release the authority of my healing if you believe. So, yes, the giants were there, but the two believed that the promise of God is saying that he would give them the land. So if he's going to give us the land, then he's got to give us the ability to kick them out. We know the story. They got kicked out. But that's not my point. My point is because they didn't believe the word of God, even though they saw the facts of the blessings and the facts of the giants that missed the point of, 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 of the opportunity of the blessing. So they, what did they say? Out of their own mouth that says, it would have been better for us to go back to Egypt. It would have been better for us to die in the desert. What did the Lord say? The Lord said, I heard your complaints. It has come back to my ears. And I will release to you as you said. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the book of Proverbs says. Life and death are in 
the power of your tongue. You were created to operate the way God does. And how does God operate? He speaks things into existence. So as you speak into things, it gets to manifest. As I spoke that I was not capable of achieving that, I was never able to achieve it. Once I began to change my speech, my belief, I began to achieve what I thought was impossible. The 10 that spoke we should have died, they did. That whole nation, those 10 tribes, should I say, perished in the wilderness, except their young children. Went in with the two tribes that says we are more than capable to take in this land because we're standing on the promise of God, taking faith. Taking faith does not mean I see the fact and I can take this because God is going to do this. Taking faith is I see the problem, but I also see the blessing. And if God says that's mine, he's going to give me the ability to overcome that what stands before me. So my achievement will never be ever of my ability, my gifts, my talents, my own strength, my intellect. It will always be standing on the promise of God. Going against the, the current. Always. Never with the current. Everybody goes with the current. It's easier to go downstream when the fishes are swinging downstream and you're going upstream because you've been called to go higher. And if you're going higher, everything is going to come against you or your insecurity or your unabilities, uh, uh, your lack of education. My mother and father never really motivated. It might be a reason why they never believed why I couldn't achieve, or I guess I couldn't achieve. So all these negatives begins to rise up against you because the enemy doesn't want you to reach a level that, he has, that God has for you. The goal isn't reaching the top of the mountain. That isn't the goal. The goal is believing him. Trusting him. That's why you, you hear the pastors always used to preach, in, enjoy the journey, because it's not reaching the destiny that is going to change you, it's the journey that is going to create you. Amen. Trusting God is a journey, and as you stand in His Word and in faith, you begin to be transformed because in your mind. Or the physical aspect begins to transform or catch up to what has already been done in the spiritual. See, because once I, I got saved and I got transformed from darkness to light, I already became healed, filled, blessed, reader, achiever, a giver, a receiver. I already received all that. I just had to manifest it. And the only way to manifest that what God says is mine is through faith. Faith is so important. It goes back to Hebrew 6, 11, 6. It says it is impossible to please God without it. So you can't even please God without faith. I could be the best tire. I could come every Sunday. I can never miss Nate's services. I can come to, to every teaching that Carmen gives. I can go to all her prayer teaching. I can go to Helen and do evangelism. But if I'm not releasing faith, all I'm doing is wasting my time. And that's, that's it. In a nutshell. You could continue going to church, which ain't never going to change you. Or you could have a relationship. And then be, be transformed. Church is not a four-wall building. Look at your neighbor. Look at the person behind you. Look at the person in front of them. That's church. That's church. Creating a relationship with each one of us who are standing on the same thing that you are, on the promise of God. That's what causes us to be mighty. That's what causes us to be strong. That's what causes us to be overcomer. That's what causes us to have more than enough. That's what causes us to be dangerous. And that's exactly what the enemy don't want. Don't want to unite you. There's a spirit of unity in this house that has been, never been there before. It's been tried to be, be manifested many times, but the enemy has stuffed it. Because he understands that when the unity of the people of God are united, 
Remember the builders of the Babylon? Yeah, you remember them? You remember them? What was their great power they had? God says, since they're in unity, there's nothing they cannot accomplish. So as long as the enemy has us divided, we're not, we're not affected. As long as we're united, we'll have no lack of finances, no lack of power, no lack of authority. Because something he was saying about change or somebody's talking about money or numbers. I'm a number person. I'm a number person. Three times three to the third power divided by two minus one. I'll give you the answer. That's my thing. I'm a number guy. Since I couldn't read when I was younger, I apply myself to numbers. Numbers speak to me. That's why I was such, be able to explode in, math, in, in baking because baking is all numbers. It's not like cooking. A little more salt. <laughs> now, you can't do that with baking. It has to have the numbers have to equal. If, that, if they're not right, it may look good, but it will taste terrible. How many guys went to restaurants, ordered a piece of pie, and went, what the? <laughs> the numbers were wrong. See, that's why numbers, one plus one is two. I understand numbers. But to God, the master, the king of numbers, one sends a thousand and two ten thousand. The multiplication, or oh, you were talking about multiplication. You were talking about multiplication. Your boat will talk about multiplication. Multiplication of God, it belows the mind of the intellect. Because it doesn't follow the law of numbers. The law of numbers, one and one is two. And God, one and one is ten thousand. So God can take your little and create a mountain because you believe. You create a, a, a wave that causes people to catch on and run with you. That's, what, that's where visions are birthed. Oh, man. Oh, promise keepers. Started with two men. Two men and a vision. Two men and a vision who believe. So you can't have a vision if you don't believe. Two men and a vision and believing was co- compelled to make a move for God. Had a desire and a burning. Lord, if this is, see, that's why how you know if it's from God. If this is from you, then you have to provide. If you're calling me to do this, then you have to open doors. And the two men, they caused, created an organization called, what was it called? There you go. It was called Promise Keepers. And they touched millions. Millions. Two men. Twelve men called disciples turned the world upside down. Because they believed who they were. They stood on the faith of what the Lord has showed them and, 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 and charged them with. You have been charged by the Lord, each and every one of you. There's something that you're supposed to be releasing in this season. I believe we're in a season of breakthrough. I believe we're in a season of signs and wonders. And the one who's holding it back is you. Because God says, I can't release because you don't believe it. I must go to this side because they believe me. But I want to bless you too because you, you, you're also my child. I'm not saying you when I'm praying. Just a little scenario. I'm not putting you all down. So you must believe. You must believe because what you believe on is what's going to cause you to produce what you're believing. Positive or negative, it doesn't matter. It's the principle and it's the law. And the facts of something is not the last word. Because facts always change. Truth never changes. Truth stands. Truth saves. Truth delivers. Truth heals. Truth transforms. Truth releases. So if you're standing on the truth of the word of God, there's nothing impossible that you cannot do. Nothing. I don't care what it is. You know that uncle, that hard-headed uncle? They don't want to know about God. You mention Jesus and he starts cursing. Love him. And keep praying. Love him. And keep praying. Plant the seeds. Plant seeds. It's not your job to save them. It's your job to plant the seeds. The Savior is, the Savior is Jesus Christ. The, you know, the converter is the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, I plant your seeds. And I stand in favor of what your word 
says that if I plant enough seeds, there's a harvest that's going to grow out of there. And the harvest is salvation over with my brother. Yes, he's hard-headed, but I was hard-headed once too. Yes, he's blind, but I was blind too. Yes, he could be stupid at times, and I was stupid at times. Lord, there's nothing in this world that I can't say I was a part of at one time or the other, in some degree or the other, and you still saved me. How much more are you going to love them? So you come with that conviction and stand in promise the Lord now. Jesus Christ came for only one reason, to save us from ourselves, to save us from the lies of the enemy. So that if he did that for you, and when he did it for you, he used someone to bring you the good news. There was that movie, Pass It On. So it's your turn to pass on the good news of what the Lord has done. How many of you got a story of what the Lord has done? How many of you are still awake? Yo, listen, I told you, I'm not a Holy Ghost dancing preacher sometimes, but I'm going to bring you the fact. Fact is, Jesus loves you. The truth is, he loves you. The truth is, that will never change. He loves you. No matter what you do, he loves you. Oh, the way you're saying, if I lie, lie, cheat, stuff, yeah, he's still going to love you. But he has to stand by his word. Because if you turn your back on him, even though he loves you, you got to go pay what you got to pay for. But he's still going to love you because he loves you. And that's his heart desire. And that's why he sent his son, because he loves you. So anyone who's here who thinks of, oh, I've never been loved by my mother and father, but the king of kings loves you. Or I've been, abandoned, I've been abandoned, but the king of kings says he will never leave you or forsake you. See, where you want to stand on, on the fact of what life has dealt you or on the truth of what the word is telling you. My dad was never there for me. My dad left when, when I was a little kid. I missed him. I could, I could have been, there's so much I could have learned. He should have taught me as a man to man. But I have another father who's never left me and has always been there with me. Even when my family has turned their back on me, my God has never turned his back on me. Even when I messed up, he has never turned his back on me. He always giving me the opportunity to turn around and say, forgive me, Lord. And he says, yes, son, come. Because there's more that I want to give you. I'm standing on a promise that I'm going to be greater than my own imagination. Imagination. Imagination is another thing. I couldn't imagine myself being good. I couldn't imagine myself achieving. See, when you get to believe so much the lie or the wrong information, you can't even achieve, imagine yourself in greater things because all the things pop up. I'm not good enough. I'm not educated. I'm, I'm a bastard child. I'm a bandit child. You know, I was born up on the wrong side of the street. I'm the wrong color. I'm on this. I'm on that. Because that's what's in here. But when it comes to a life, all that has changed. The fact of your life begins to change with the truth of the life, which I come to give you freedom. I come to give you life, and I come to give you life in abundance. Anybody receiving what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you, you got it kind of quiet, so I don't know. I said, oh, man, I put them all to sleep, man. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> so there was notes. Um, what time is it? How much time I got left? Oh, man, I got five minutes. You're in trouble. No, man, you said all the time? You're in trouble. So basically, I just want to tell you this. I think I said everything in a nutshell. Uh, it's that some of you have heard the word of the Lord over you guys that you achieved, you would do a couple of things, and you find yourself struggling what you do, uh, uh, to achieving or accomplishing that what God called you to do. So you're beginning to question, did I actually hear it? Was it the Lord really speaking to me? Did I disqualify myself? All that is a lie from the enemy. All that is a lie from the enemy. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know if you're uh, 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 taking a step of faith and trusting God in your life. I don't even know if you call him your God and king. I don't know if you're having a relationship with him or you're just testing the water. But I'm telling you. That Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. There's no one more greater than the awesome I am. I am. Talking about the word I am. I am 
more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror to Christ Jesus. You are more than a conqueror to Christ Jesus. There's nothing in this world can hold you back but you. And the only way you break free from that is by taking a stand of faith and saying, here no further. Here no further. I no longer operate on the facts of my past experience and I'm taking a stand on the truth of the word of God. I'm taking a stand. No longer my pains are going to hold me. No longer that, that person who hurt me 10 years ago is going to continue to scar me. No longer the, my boss will keep rising me. No longer that I keep falling back even though I want to do good. No longer is that going to be my excuse. That's the facts of my life, but that's no longer has the last word over me. I'm standing on the truth. The truth that you came and set me free. The truth that you came and you healed me. The truth that you come to give me a life in abundance. The truth that you will never abandon me. The truth that sets me free. I'm standing here today under your word, God. And this is you asking God, have your way with me. My marriages is being rocky. My children are, are, are misbehaving. My job has been rough financially. But I'm standing on your word that you will never leave me or forsake me. I'm standing on your word that you came back to give me a life and a life in abundance. I'm standing on your word, my father. Your word. Your word. Your word that says my spouse will serve you. My children will serve you. They're winnables. I'm standing on your word that I am healed because sickness is not from you by your stripes I have made whole I'm standing on your word even though it has not been manifest yet I'm trusting what your word is saying if that, my eyes are closed I don't need to know you, you raising your hand this is between you and God if this is you I ask you to raise your hand and you say Lord have your way with me Lord continue to pull me Lord continue to have your favor with me I am trusting you and you know my struggles you know my desires I, am not, I haven't been hitting the target but I am trusting you and I'm standing on the truth of your word that I am overcomer I am an overcomer to Christ Jesus and I trust you and I worship you and I trust you and I glorify you and I trust you and I believe in you and I release this faith that you have called me to stand on on the promise of your word that I will achieve what your word says I am healed I'm filled I'm free I'm in victory I lack none I am a give up. I am blessed. I worship you. My husband will serve you. My wife will serve you. My son will serve you. My co-workers will serve you because the grace that is in me, my father, I worship you. Give him the glory for he is worthy to be praised.